genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. We are the knights! Ah. Uh -huh. On your butt. And now for something completely different. Hello out there and welcome to tonight's Nerd Shoot Podcast, podcast for all things nerd. I'm your host tonight, Sean. I'm here on the Skype hotline with... I'm a good southern boy. Bacon is in my blood. <laughs> you never said your name. Oh, Sam. Sorry. <laughs> I thought that was implied. Anyone who knows me knows I love bacon. Uh, I'm going to go with crystal clear sound John. <laughs> and there are not many Jedi left, Chris. All right. So we have a full docket of everything. We got three movies to talk about. We got um, Uncle Frank. We've got uh, Happiest Season that we saw. Uh, well, two of us saw. Uh, we've got some news. We've got Mandalorian. And... The thing we've promised you for years, we have our New Mutants review. We've been promising this for this, years. This is a surprisingly full episode. It is yeah. a very full episode. Just like you're like after dinner at Thanksgiving, we're all very Yes, full this is right our now. feast episode. Yes. Feel free to take your pants off after we're listening. Or right uh, now. All right. Or during. No, yeah. Or during. It's yeah, COVID. You know, it's we're COVID. not going to judge. It's COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah, you're no, no like riding like a train and you're listening to this in the future <laughs> or something when COVID's gone. And... <laughs> also, uh, it's, it's never going to be gone. <laughs> this is our lives forever. <laughs> also, quick audio note here. Uh, we know, like, what was it? The last episode or the one previously? I know we kind of skipped last week. Uh, audio wasn't great, so we've tried to make it a little bit better here. So give us time. We're still getting used to it, but we're hoping this this works going forward. And if this yeah. sounds normal like the last couple episodes, uh, that's because this didn't work. So Right. Or I just messed up. <laughs> yes. Either way. <laughs> All right. So let's jump right into news right now. Uh, John, you have the big breaking news of today. This is the biggest news of the year. Yeah, this is big. I think so. This Go is ahead. give me give me like the Fox News breaking news thing. Like, um, guys, movies died, <laughs> <laughs> or at least movie theaters died. Um, sort of, sort of. Huge, giant, absolutely. Um, I don't want to say catastrophic, because who knows? Well, it could be for the theater. But this is like the dinosaurs looking up and seeing like, hey, that's getting brighter coming towards <laughs> us, huh? <laughs> Today, uh, Warner Brothers, a decent-sized studio, I'd say. I think actually technically second biggest behind Disney, who is just an absolute behemoth. But, um, you know, a major studio. Yep. Uh, announced today, at following uh, their announcement that Wonder Woman uh, 1984 would come to HBO Max in, in uh, as well as theaters, has now announced their entire 2021 film slate will be released on HBO Max in concurrence with a theatrical release, which... My God! Like, um, were there wheel? Yeah, was right? there, were they holding a wheelbarrow full of their balls? <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of describing it. Um, because I mean, look, they they set up the case study, and yet they preempted it. I mean, I could see them doing this in January after like a stellar week of like uh, Wonder Woman on HBO Max. Yeah, but like that's a that's like three weeks from now. Yeah, it's. And, it's 
it's really weird for them to like and uh, like big studios like this are usually like very concerned about like being sued because like i can see them like getting into trouble with movie theaters saying we're never going to show wb movies now or something like that like this is very ballsy for them like yeah well well but like john said they are releasing these movies in theaters at the same time yeah but theaters are gonna complain about that obviously but then again theaters theaters nowadays can't actually function being open so they they should take what they can get yeah, yeah, but like so, all of 2021, like yeah, that's that's my biggest just, hold up. Is just to give you an idea, though. Um, so because 2021, some of you might not be familiar with what's coming out next year because of all the cancellations and pushbacks and everything. Some of the movies coming out next year, you got The Matrix Four, you have the Dune remake, um, you have Space Jam: A New Legacy coming out, Tom Jerry movie. I mean, Godzilla yeah, that powerhouse. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad's coming up. I mean, like, there's a lot of that's coming out next year that's like, hey, these could be big money makers. That they're like, now nah, let's just release it on HBO Max, which is very surprising that they would do this. Like, do, do you think this is just like HBO Max is doing well or HBO Max is not doing well? It's not um, doing well. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like a lot of people have it for free, and I think that helps. But I feel like, you know, adding all these movies is definitely going to get people to subscribe. Because I mean, what is it a month? It's it's like seven ninety nine a month or something like that. Yeah, I thought it's like fifteen is, bucks. Fi- so a let's say pe- it is fifteen. A lot of people bucks. have it for free, but it's not free, yeah. right? So we no, have it's it not, yeah. for quote unquote free because we have the HBO Go or right. whatever it was. Beforehand. We have HBO, so, so I, I I'd love to see the numbers. I don't know if they released them, but like I really don't think the HBO Max app has increased. Like I, I don't f- think the amount of subscribers yeah. have increased, but at all. I feel I feel like I mean, this feels like it, it, it's it's gonna go up. I I, I guess, but. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hit or miss by this because they essentially didn't kill movie theaters, but it's definitely not going to help them. Um, they well, were, but it's, but it's also their. They choice. were definitely they're, driving the car. Yeah, but there's no. But but they they make the movie, they produce the movie, they distribute the movie, and they can do it however they want. They don't have to put it in theaters technically. So well, I mean you you say that, but that's the chief like money making like vehicle for all these movies. Agreed. Um, agreed. You know, I think I think they still make money like on what probably an industry way of saying the back end with like DVD video on demand sales stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like it's still the box office by and large, I think. Um, agreed, but it's it's not like they're any under any obligation. Is what I'm trying to say. They're not obligated n- to put it in theaters. Wh- to, no, no. I mean, they're not even obligated for, to release them. I mean, yeah, to be nominated for you know awards and stuff. Sure, it needs to be in theaters, but like King the Godzilla vs Kong is not going to win awards. It's just going to have whoa, a whoa, whoa, whoa. box office. <laughs> well, so, I guess Sam, I hate to tell you. But it's not going to You don't know. Anything. You don't know. I guess well, what's crazy yeah. to me is that, and this is going to be included on HBO Max, right? Like, this isn't like um, month, the Disney thing. 
where you know you had to get Disney Plus, but then you had to buy Mulan separately. This right. is going to be included, from what I'm yeah, reading. it's it's free. So yeah, I know the like Universal. Uh, they kind of played with some stuff with like a rental fee and stuff like that, but. No, this is straight to the Disney Max, which is funny. So I looked into it because, you know, with all the, not, not Disney Max, Disney, <laughs> Disney Plus. Plus. Disney um, Peacock. I, oh, no, that's Peacock. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I looked into it and I was like, all these DC movies go on HBO Max and HBO is owned by Warner Brothers. I was like, all, you know, um, DC had its own like streaming app. And I was like, what? Like it. It just aired what like last year? DC right? Universe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The DC yeah. Uh, it's been around for like what two, three years, I think. Yeah, it's been about two years. Um, yeah, it's closing, like shutting down January. Oh, because yeah, everything it's, is it's on it's HBO. HBO. Everything's going HBO, so it like yeah, it's kind it, of interesting that like they figured it out. Like Warner Brothers, like figured, hey, if we have one, people might flock to that rather than having like six. And it'll just be a pain in the ass. Well, they figured this out and not the movies, huh? Yeah. Oh, we'll we'll get to that in a second, Sam. Well, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's what this like sort of portends for the rest of the industry is just crazy. I mean, first off, you know, Disney for years. I mean, God knows what Disney is gonna their sort of take on this because you would think they, among more than anybody else, like want the big budget movies to still, big blockbuster movies to be in the theaters. Because, like, I mean, Avengers are making, like, $2 billion. Like, they mm. want to take their 60 50% of it, whatever crazy-ass cut they're, they're negotiating. Mm. Um, so, so, but this just, I don't know. I mean, we had this weird thing with Universal, which I don't think we talked about because this was a little inside baseball, but, like... Um, Universal back over the summer, I think, negotiated with AMC to like essentially like get rid of the theatrical window. So normally there's like an exclusivity of like 90 days, I think, where it has to be yeah. um, in theaters alone before they like bring it to like home box office or whatever. It's um, 75 to 90 days, by the way. Right. So now this is essentially like evaporated. Yeah. If you have HBO Max, like mm-hmm. HBO Max is now its own cinema, essentially. It's it's um, also you. The, the stipulation is that these movies are only going to be on HBO Max for one month only. After which, that, after that, they drop, and you have to go to theaters to see them. But I mean, yeah, but that's the that's month such a consolation. That everybody everybody yeah. sees the movie. Like, well, that's yeah. that's what that's what I think they're just trying to. I mean, it's the, it should be the other way around, right? Like, it should be in the theater for a month, so if you're really dying to see it and yeah. want to not be left out of the conversation, you actually have to go to the theater, pay them. Whereas this is, why the hell am I going to go see it, you know, the 31st day it's out if I've seen it three times in a month already? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. it's also, it's also you got to look at, like, I know this isn't it shouldn't factor in, but, like, they're kind of being courteous to the people who are either afraid to go to movie theaters or don't want to risk going to movie theaters because at, in 31 days like the movie's going to be spoiled for you if it's if it's out in theaters and stuff you need to be really really um, diligent about avoiding spoilers online 
Right, and, and that's to hard be fair, to do nowadays. So right, yeah. and it's not like you can spend the month out with your friends at the restaurants and bars, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> with your it's mind off. off of petty internet things. Yeah, uh, but it's gonna get spoiled. Like that makes sense, but it's like, is COVID gonna be still around in a year? Like at least still. That's- that's what, well, well, it's yes. like six I don't months. Think this is yeah, last. I get that, but like, I don't think this is going to last all year next year. No, so yeah, really it's well, so it is in play for 2021, but not expected to continue into 2022 or beyond. I, I don't even well, think it's going to finish 2021. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens when there's no movie theaters left to go to. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. That's why I said it's not expected. It might continue. But they don't believe it will. This is a temporary thing to solve the issue of last of this past year. Plus, I think there's this thing going on right now where there's still been production of these movies since probably what middle of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, not exactly full bore, but like, there's still stuff in the pipeline that's coming. But stuff at the end has kind of been blocked. So, I think what they're looking at is like the pond next year once things get back to normal. You know, probably right in time for the summer movie season of, like, May, June, July, August, even if it's the back end of the year. Um, There's just going to be a shitload of movies out there. Like, how are they going to actually make any money if there's, like, three big things coming out in one week? Or, you know, back-to-back weeks or whatever. So I think they're sort of looking at it of, like, well, you know, let's not try to be the big fish in a big pond because, like, that's just going to be impossible. There's going to be so much coming out i mean there's essentially two you know seasons two summers worth of blockbusters coming out like next summer pretty much i'm I'm wondering if it's more or less at this point they're just trying to they're not trying to write off the movie as a whole i think they're just trying to take what they can get with it because you're right i mean can you imagine like batman coming out next summer or the end of next summer followed by jurassic world 3 or you know another Eternals like, or Eternal, like, yeah. Can you yeah. imagine those three like back to back every weekend? It's just you're Ugh. you're essentially you're you're not allowing the movie to kind of hit that billion dollar market, you know, the prize. Right. Plus, you you have to think too. There's just going to be a certain amount of people who just aren't going to go to the theater regardless. Right. You know, probably the upside, at least for the larger, the bigger budget movies, is I think there's going to be less sort of resistance among younger people. But there's still going to be, you know, mandates of theaters being half capacity and all that stuff. So, yeah, you know, even survive a lot guys, of theaters. They're not tenants, surviving. Yeah, I mean, tenants been out since Labor Day. It only just like the last weekend passed three hundred million dollars internationally. Yeah, that's mm. and that's Jeez. there's been nothing else out. You know, no other like if you want to see anything that's like sort of a blockbuster movie. That's it. Like, that's the only big movie release since February. Um, that's not, like, Mulan or whatever. Like, not... that. That's been yeah, that theatrical didn't, yeah. release. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, I think that's telling, you know? I, yeah. That Tenet just... I mean, for, you know, a big Christopher Nolan movie, for that to be three... <laughs> to have, essentially, free reign for four months, and that's how well... That's known and intended, by the way, is Warner Brothers. You know, that's that's not. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that plays into the whole thing too. But you know, I think going forward, though, I don't know. I I really like this might be it. This like all of a sudden, 
it's gone from, oh, look, they did Wonder Woman and Mulan. They're trying new, different ways to, you know, I look at Disney has the pipes. They've got Hulu and Disney Plus. Universal has Peacock. There's no reason anybody else, like, has to release movies traditionally now. I'm sure Sony would figure it out. I'm sure, um, who's the other one? Oh, Columbia is, is CBS, which they're, or Paramount is already, they're already getting their shit together with that. Like, that's, that's going to get rebranded as, like, Showtime, CBS, All Access is one sort of Paramount thing. So, it's coming, man. Mm. We'll have to revisit our streaming cost list at the end of this year, maybe. Because yeah. the prices keep going up and, you know, there's, there's so many now. There's just so many. Yeah. So, all right. Next in the news. Uh, re- really quick. Um, so this dropped yesterday uh, because in less than a month this movie comes out. The uh, Wonder Woman 1984 runtime dropped. And this is important because because it's, <laughs> it's a not two exactly... and a, no, but it's a two and a half hour movie. But they aren't they all? Yeah. Like, the, yeah. Those movies it, are kind it's, of long. Right, but. But, like, it's the only movie in the DCEU that's longer is Batman v Superman. I don't like, know. It, these... it's, it's the second longest DC movie, and it's not an origin movie. Like, why are they making them so long? Well, that's a valid question. Like, no that, reason. That's, that's just right. an overall question. It's just... Right, but it's funny but like, how you see, think it's so, shocking that Wonder Woman is too long. No, I, I know, yeah. But but my like the the questioning is why is it so long? I mean I even looked into it and I was like, all right, how long was Iron Man two and three? And both of them were hovering around two hours. You know what it why? is? It's what? the fact that viewers have shown in recent years they will sit down for three hours and watch a movie. Which means studios have less leverage on directors to say no, cut this down. It, and and you're you know also what? sitting on your couch watching it this time. So yeah, that too. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Like, perfect. Perfect segue, Chris, because a big indicator or a big like thing that makes the movies show less or, or shorter is movie theaters because they're like, hey, you know, we sell the ticket by the showing. We don't charge more for a three-hour movie. So, you know, if there's three hours Avengers movie versus two hours for the other thing, I mean, we're going to be able to have 50% more showings for the shorter movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if it's all going to be online now, fuck it. Make them five yeah. hours. Make them six-hour movies. That's the new Justice. It. That's the Rob Snyder cut, whatever it is. And Rob, Snyder. Rob Snyder. <laughs> yeah, how how pissed is Zack Snyder now that like Zack Snyder. This, damn it that that his movie <laughs> is like the twentieth most important thing on HBO Max next year. I know, right? <laughs> I just I mean, took the wind out of his sails. I guess I guess we should have seen it coming, man. When like seventy million dollars for the fucking remake of a shitty movie. Mm. Like, or not even the remake, a re-edit of, like, a shitty yeah. movie. Like, I guess they're going all in. Oh, man. And, like, as, yeah. a, as a viewer, my stance has always been, I don't care how long it is, just justify how long it is. Right. Like, the, the extended cut of The Lord of the Rings is, like, five hours long per movie. But I love them, because it, yeah. it's full. There's enough there where it's, like, it justifies being that long. Yeah. 
it adds some world building and stuff. Like yeah. it adds stuff to And in the Lord of movie. the Rings, world building is very important. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like yeah, but like so I like I, I looked at it and you know, last year we had Endgame, which was like a three hour movie. And it's like, did it need to be three hours? Yeah, it kinda did. It had kinda. a lot it had to sum up. And then you look at like the DC movies and you're like, they're almost all two and a half hours. It's like do they need to be two and a half hours? I mean, Not really. I haven't, if it's an, I haven't seen this movie yet, so I can't say if it's... If no, it no, I'm to. not... And at the same time, it's like, Patty Jenkins is the only director so far who, like, has shown she knows how to make one of these movies. So Sam, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. James Wan knows how to make Aquaman. Yeah, but, like, some of that <laughs> is, like, tug-in-cheek, though. It's just... That's so, like, silly. No, I know. I know. I... I... <laughs> Uh, that. Like I enjoy how silly it is, but like a lot of that was it meant to be that silly? Oh, I know, I know. I'm joking. Whereas like way. Wonder Woman was like genuinely an enjoyable experience. Wasn't great, but like it was genuinely enjoyable. Yeah, no, it it was one of the better DC EU movies. You might say the best. <laughs> All, right. All right, before we get into this, off the rails, uh, this isn't. So uh, to segue sort of into uh, some other things that we were talking. So we have a, a weird possible casting um, situation going on right now. Um, there are rumors that uh, Lucas, want, or was it um, not Lucas Arts, um, Lucas Films, they want to bring back Luke Skywalker, but Mark Hamill has said he's done with the character after the Skywalker saga. So he's done. He's not coming back. So they have to look at a new actor. And there were, there's rumors about a prequel film or even him showing up in The Mandalorian. The person who keeps coming up to be cast is Sebastian Stan. What are your thoughts? Ooh, like, you, don't, you don't recast Luke Skywalker when you're in the same universe. You just don't. Yeah, but like, Sebastian Stan does kind of look like Mark Hamill. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you don't, you don't do it. Sebastian Stan is like replacement level actor for me. Like, just slip him in. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, especially He's like the Ron like... Howard of actors. Sure. Sure, except Ron Howard is an actor. No, but the director. Oh, right. Yeah. Director you know Ron I mean. Howard you know what I mean. of actors. Yeah. Yes, right. yes. Um, I mean, if you, you know who Google... Ron Howard is, you got the reference. If you but Google... he's also an actor, though. Yeah, he started as an actor. Uh, you know, Happy Days. Come on. But what is he doing now? What if What if we just say the Bryce Dallas Howard as an act of an of of directors? <laughs> so if you if you go online and you just look up Sebastian Stan, Luke Skywalker, I know this has been kind of an ongoing thing on the internet communities, but there's a they have like side by side pictures of Luke, uh, Mark Hamill and Sebastian Stan with the same like haircut. They look pretty damn close. But that's but that's like is that important to you? No, but like to, if you cast Sebastian Stan tomorrow for Mandalorian season 3, I'm going to be kind of interested. I don't want Luke's if he doesn't want to come back, I don't want him to Well, the problem Mark with the, tri- the new trilogy is that they went back to all the old stupid characters. Not stupid characters. Whoa. I love them. But whoa, whoa, whoa. They stupidly them took so words. much of the old characters yeah. made them such a big part of the new trilogy. 
But they didn't, though. That was the problem. Are they you kidding? Every movie was a funeral for one of the main three. That doesn't movies. mean it's a main character, like a main part. Right. Like, Nien Nub died in uh, the last episode, but, like, he wasn't a big part of the movie. Oh, Man, now, now you're that. now you're willing to disparage Nia Nub. I remember you in the initial review going long on Nia Nub dying. <laughs> you just you just introduced a whole new slew of characters. Yes, you can take from that pot and move on. But but you can't though. Dessert, so, a different dinner. It's just why 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 bring it up? Why? Yeah, I mean, him showing up in The Mandalorian just seems so out of place and unnecessary. Seems wicked out of place, to its fullest extent. The best thing like, about Mandalorian is it doesn't have a direct w- tangent so, to... Well, it does, but it doesn't have yeah, like, it does. a main, yeah. a main but, tangent to, you know, the original, trilo- the original trilogy cast. It, so, it's also... A, oh, one quick thing. One thing I really like about The Mandalorian, I guess we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but like, it's kind of small ball, too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not this, like, grand installment in the Skywalker saga, which, you know, these last three films uh, aspired to and just failed miserably. Like, this is just like, hey, this dude's going around. He found a weird alien. Can move shit. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> can we get into Should we just do Mandalorian now? Uh, no, because we do. Because it's not the last Star Wars news. Okay. I wonder if they're considering Luke Skywalker showing up in some form. And by the way, I'm okay with this, though not as a main character. Though I think he kind of has to show up some way or another. I yeah. The Obi Wan show. Yes. Which uh, some also breaking news today, though not nearly as important. Uh, might be filming in Boston. Um, Reaching for extras. Oh. I say right? filming. Well, there you go, man. Yeah. Um, I say filming. I mean, Sam could be. Could Sam be like an imperial like guy who gets like his like neck like gets choked out or something? I think so. He could just oh, be I could pull that off. You could be like a, a pilot or whatever, and like like not a pilot, but here yeah. here here, just a little test for you. But you know you know what the thing is with the with the Star Wars stuff. I think is that you know, if you go be an extra, the, like the director or whoever will give you fifty bucks for standing in place and being an extra. I yeah, bet basically. you I bet you they would make money. Looking for extras, so probably extras yeah. Pay to be in the movie. Oh yeah. yeah, probably. Extras usually don't get paid. Like those kind of extras, yeah. they don't even get paid. Really? Which is like yeah. crazy because there's yeah. still like a billion people who volunteer. One of the one of the guests of the show, Brendan <laughs> from years ago, was an extra in one of the I think he was in one of the Mark Wahlberg movies. Well, uh, Rob, who uh, called in for the hundredth uh, episode, uh, on top of actually being in shows. Yeah. Right. Uh, and getting in, paid. <laughs> and getting paid. But he was in, uh, what was that uh, Kevin James film? Was it Ready? Uh, Not Ready. Here Comes Rumble. the Boom. Yeah, That's it. He was part of the reaction crowd in that. Oh, he was? Yeah. Yeah. Which is um, funny because he was telling us, it's like, when you're that kind of, like the reaction crowd, you don't see anybody. There's no one important. It's just the person stands up in front of the crowd of people and they're like, all right, act amazed, go. Yeah. Ah! yeah. Now act sad. Oh, like. And that, that's it. Like, nothing special happens. It's just your reaction is filmed. That's it. So. But, uh, yeah, gonna it'll be filming in Boston. And although, obviously, the way they do this show, uh, it's not exactly going to be on location. <laughs> but, like, part of me kind of hoped it would be. Like, like he's robbing banks in Southie or something. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
just like Donnie Wahlberg shows up randomly in a restaurant. Oh, you guys are filming a movie. <laughs> it would be Donnie Wahlberg. It would he's be. like, you know what's funny like, is that South Shore. And I, I know if, oh, I know a bunch of people in South Shore. If they see Donnie Wahlberg more than they see anybody else in, the, in all of like Boston and stuff. Like it's not even really an event anymore. It's like, oh yeah, Donnie's over there. Yeah, it's like, oh, he showed up at the coffee shop today. Just, just get all the the great brother actors: Donnie Wahlberg, Casey Affleck. You know. Yeah, I don't know if that Casey Affleck great, is though. still around here though. Get like get like all four Wahlberg brothers and like just incorporate them into the show. Like they're all a bunch of like huts or something. Um Yeah, so we'll see see what happens there. That's that's gonna be pretty cool though, if if that's the case. I know. Um, I wonder I wonder just the backlash that the people are gonna I mean, let's it doesn't matter what happens. People who live in Boston will complain if streets are shut down. For anything, <laughs> right. oh god, yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all pretty much on like a like a warehouse, you know. But right. um, they they probably probably filming, um, not necessarily in Boston. They're probably filming. But like, down, what down exactly? Nine, probably and one of the factory one of the factory areas. Yeah, yeah. I don't know oh, where yeah. the movie studio is in Boston, but it's got to be. Because like, it's like it's not down. It's nowhere near. No, downtown. yeah, it's not yeah. right. So it's pretty easy to find where the set is if they're using like a warehouse or something. Because um, if you remember back way long, not lo- that long ago, but um, The Purge, was it election night? was filmed in Woonsocket. And uh, well, I parts was living, of it was. Well, yeah. Well, there, there were a lot of parts that were filmed in Woonsocket. Some they didn't even have to stage. Um, was that a Donnie Wahlberg movie? No, he was no, not. God, he was no. not in that one. Uh, was it Grillo was in that one though? The guy who plays uh, Frank Grillo, Crossbones. Yeah, Frank Grillo, Crossbones from uh, the MCU. He's he's in that movie. Um, but he, uh, I remember driving through Woonsocket, and there's a church next to the hospital, and it was all fenced off. There were spotlights shining into the uh, into all the windows, and there was security wandering around. And I was like, oh, they're filming the Purge, like. <laughs> Like it's very obvious what they were doing. It was either that or something was going down at that church. Um, what so. hell of a mess! Yeah, right. Greatest mess ever. Um, so yeah, so uh, if if they are filming in Boston and you're in Boston, keep your eye out for of like a barbed wire fence and security up the wazoo, because you're probably gonna stumble across Obi Wan. All right. Well, um, I think. Do, do we, was there any other news, or we want to want to get that, into? That was really it. No, let's move on to the movies. All right. Um, oh wait, movies or man? Oh yeah, we're doing the. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hold off on Mando for a second. We've got a couple movies that we want to talk about yeah, too, uh, really quick. Uh, Sam, we'll talk about ours first. All right. Um, so, one of the movies that came out, I believe it was like. Two weeks ago it came out. Uh, it was like November 20th or something like that. On Hulu, it was called Happiest Season. It stars um, Kirsten Stewart, which, mind you, I always say Kirsten. It's Kristen. Yeah. I don't know why, why do you say, say Kirsten? Kirsten. No Kirsten one's called Dunst. Kirsten. I, Kirsten I know, Dunst. but like, yeah, Kirsten Dunst probably. Uh, but like, I'll even like Google search her name. I'm like, K-I-R. I'm like, no, that's not how you spell 
Kirsten. So yeah, so if I say Kirsten, I'm sorry. It's for some reason I always call her Kirsten, but Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis, uh, they play a couple and uh, they go to Mackenzie Davis's parents' house for Christmas. Uh, but the, the, the twist is Mackenzie Davis's parents don't know that she's a lesbian. And so hilarity ensues. Um, I don't know about you, Sam, but the two leads, the two actresses, they were okay. Like yeah. they were nothing special. This movie is made by it's like the supporting cast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Look, with, with these kind of movies, like especially Christmas movies and like Christmas, like rom-coms, they have a habit yeah. of getting, trying to be Christmas vacation I get that sort of slapstick kind of yeah. sort of comedy that like I very rarely appreciate. This luckily stayed away from that. Yes, I'm very happy it stayed away from it. And like, it totally could like when they go ice skating. There's that I like so easily could have fallen into that trap. Like they got close though. With they the, really the race, got close, and it was like, ee. but but it didn't, which was nice. Yeah, and. Just like somebody's, uh, I just I really enjoyed uh, the youngest sister. Oh, she's hysterical! <laughs> it was like oh she's the only God. one in the family who's happy, but everyone just ignores her. <laughs> it's like every time she brings something up, they're like, "Oh yeah, the router's acting up." She's like, "Oh, I'll be right on it." Like runs out of the room, like, oh my God, yeah, she is hysterical. And then uh, uh, was it Dan Levy is in it, and he plays uh, Kristen Stewart's like best friend. He's hysterical. He is, he is probably the funniest part of the. Oh my god! Just like it's that like, that scene where he's uh, he's talking to the ex boyfriend, and he's like, "So you you lift, you huh? lift." It's like, yeah. How much you lift? You know, a thousand. <laughs> if if you like him, watch Shit's Creek. I know, I know, you, he's great I, in I know, that show. I know. Our our dad watches uh, Shit's Creek, and he actually Does he really like it? loves Does it. Oh, he loves it. Okay. <laughs> But like, I need, to, I need me and your dad need to get together then. <laughs> I mean, it's on my list. I will watch it. Like, it's there's just no doubt about it in my mind that I will watch that movie. Um, but we got my mother in law into it too. So, sorry, oh god, off topic. Um, <laughs> I mean, off topic, on topic. I mean, they're both Dan Levy uh projects, so it's fine. Um, but I mean. It, it, it's tough. I'm not a huge fan of Christmas movies, especially these kind of movies. Yeah. But I thoroughly enjoyed this I movie. I did. And, like, sometimes, like, the touchy-feely parts kind of fall flat. This yeah. one, like, it, it made me feel some stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, I felt for it, Kristen Stewart's uh, character, where it's like oh, yeah. she's being, like, kind of pushed off to the side. And her, her girlfriend oh, yeah. wasn't, like, you know helping her at all while she's like clearly flirting with her ex-boyfriend and right like you, you i mean krista stewart's getting like the wrong like idea and then like the i feel like the one thing that this movie failed at for me is that like aubrey plaza plays a very like serious not serious character but she's not like straight over she's very yeah, straight. She's a straight character not not straight and, like, in like she's gay but like straight yeah. as in like you know just ordinary yeah so it doesn't fit her style at all no it doesn't but it worked yeah yeah i was surprised by that i was like wow she's 
she actually this is this works yeah like she's like, not playing somebody who's crazy like and yet yeah. she's pulling it off yeah she did really good at it and i was very surprised about that um and i appreciate I that because that character does not need to be no. crazy no no so i i mean like I, I can't say it enough. The supporting cast of this movie makes this movie like they are great. Um, even like the mom, I like, which is the mom from Step Brothers. Yeah, she, um, she's always the mom. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But like, she's so like oblivious at the same time. Like, I love when uh, Dan Levy shows up to save Kristen Stewart, and he's like. He's like, he's, I am like, he's like, explaining. What's great about that is he immediately switches over to the butch voice. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, like yeah, yes. I'm the, the uh, ex-boyfriend. Yeah. He's like, I am the, I am the heterosexual boyfriend <laughs> and I find her incredibly attra- like sexy and like, <laughs> oh my God. He's... And just, just like, he like kills the fish and just. <laughs> They keep talking on the phone and just casually brings up the fish every now and then. Like, if I really wanted these fish, where could I find an exact copy of them? Yeah, so if you're looking for a good like, Christmas it's, movie... It's not like, great, but it's like... No. It'll make you laugh. It'll yeah. it'll make you feel some stuff. It's just um, like... It's an easy watch. It's With... with uh, and at, at like an hour 40, it's like perfect time yeah like i was very happy with it um takes place in pittsburgh too or just outside pittsburgh yeah it's, it's somewhere outside of pittsburgh it starts in pittsburgh goes to outside pittsburgh uh but i mean i i usually judge christmas movies on whether or not i'm gonna watch it again or want to watch again i would probably watch this one again maybe i like i feel like i'm gonna forget about this in a, in a week but like don't let that color it it was enjoyable it's just like yeah. There's not enough here to stand out. Right, right. So, Sam, you want to give it a review? So, Give it a number? My rating was 7.9. Believe it or not, Sam, I'm an 8.0. Ooh. So we're basically on the same page with this one, surprisingly. I wouldn't exactly call this great, but it's, it's as good as you can get without being great. Yeah, I agree. Um, so... Moving on to a very similar, but tone-wise different movie. Um, we watched... It doesn't sound similar. It, if you, it, if it you has watch the it. similar theme of coming out. That's, right, right, it, right. Coming out to yeah, your family. Even then, it's it's very different. Yeah, it's, it's tonally different. Like, right, very different. right. Yeah, no, the tone is definitely different. Although, but, although, anyways... It's it the movie we're talking about is Uncle Frank on Amazon. It's an Oscar Beatty movie. It definitely feels like an Oscar Beatty movie. It it, it does. It just follows all those little. Yeah. Like, it's like night late nineteen sixties, early seventies. It's, it's a period piece place. about yeah. a gay about a gay uh, a gay guy who lives up in New York City and gets called back to his s- South Carolina South Carolina small town. You know, Catholic religious. I don't know if they're Catholic. Home, well, really, you know, I would assume. Religious, but. Some, some version of Catholicism. But anyway, he comes back for the death of his father. And it's just, it just follows this, uh, it's not comedic 
Yeah, it's it's, it, it's got comedy. It's a it drama. Has comedy. It does have it's, little lighthearted things. Like, it's and it's, it's definitely a dramedy, leaning more towards the drama. But I would call yes. this a dramedy. Yeah. So it just follows the story of if from the viewpoint of a girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Frank's niece, niece. Frank's niece, who who is one of the more outgoing, like wants to see the world type type kids, and he encourages her to to travel, and she she goes up to New York and finds out he's gay. And they have to come back for the funeral, and then just it's essentially like Sam said about a coming out story. It's just very different than what you just discussed. Um, so it, it hits all those like Oscar tropes of period piece, um, uh, minority culture, yeah, and it's a, like a, almost a fish out of water tale. Yeah. Anyway, so when I was watching this movie, I got the I got kind of the same feel as i did green book um mostly just for the period piece aspect of it you know in the south mm. uh, homosexuals in the south and granted you don't get the race thing as you did in green book but oh uh, you did though you did though. <laughs> there's like one line though it's the uh, yeah, yeah but not to the extent not yeah. to the extent no 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 but like having book. a saudi arabian man in the 70s in the south yeah, but that, that's not really brought up a lot. That no, wasn't brought up so, which I, I think, was actually surprised that that wasn't brought up more. No, I, and, and the thing was, I think... You're right, you're right, but that don't, I don't think that's the flaw with, with the movie. The flaw with no, the movie no, it is that... The, the flaw with the movie is that the story was... Like, I missed a couple of opportunities to really show that they don't want him back in the town. Yeah, you um, had like that one instance where he goes to the uh, motel, yeah, or, or and yeah, yeah, where he's like, he's like, oh, you're, you know, this son. He's like, no, I'm Frank. And he's like, oh, and just kind of like shies away and doesn't look at him anymore. Yeah. Mm. So, and but like, they don't really get it. They don't really. They kind of miss it because they could have really just. They could have just like hit home that, you know, they don't want him here because he's gay and he killed well he didn't kill him he didn't kill him but you know they yeah. phrase it as he would he killed this other boy um you know they didn't hit that and i think that's like that's the one thing that they could have done that would have really pushed this movie i don't i don't know about that because like the focus Same. is on the family it's not on the town oh, yeah it's not yeah, on the town. it's not on the town at all but i think it just adds to the you know you have to wait 10 minutes before you go check into the hotel yeah. or you have to wait in the car. You can't go to the Yeah, car. but I, once again, I'm with Sam. It That doesn't, that's not kind of the point of this movie. Yeah. Like, and the like, point of the movie was the family. We, and we, we've had that movie too. It's like, oh, yeah. And, yeah. No, and this, this was mostly focused on just like, how, how does the family treat him? How did the father treat him? How did he deal with the right. father treating him that way? Like, yeah, yeah like you, you find out that, all, like, the father is the one that finds out that he's gay by walking in and, on him in bed with another uh, boy and it's it like that's uh, the my my flaw with this movie is i didn't know that there was a sister in this family until he goes back to the house and has a conversation about being gay with her oh yeah yeah Uh, the sister who knows like yeah i had no idea she existed and honestly they're sitting there i was like is that his sister is that a cousin and like who is this person they mentioned it once they mentioned it once but you're right you you could miss it if you were not paying attention but the thing is it doesn't add or take away 
really a lot it for for me at least it didn't add or take away a lot of you know whether or not the family would be you know have issues with it it was the brother it was the dad and the mom and then the the crazy old lady and it's just <laughs> and it, and like, yeah she's I mean, pretty funny yeah yeah she's just i mean the spider in the hair was just i love the line at the end where he's just like listen i know this is the best you could do but thank right. you right <laughs> yeah you know and, and and it's and it's you may laugh at that but that's yeah it's true that's probably like, like a mature uh, big step that he had to make and be like i'm accepting you for what you are you know who you are but this like just... i i can feel the love you're trying to send to me Right. Even if it's mixed in with this whole, you're going to hell. You're bit. going to hell. You know right. that, right? Yeah. It's just, and it's just uh, like it hit every aspect. It really did hit every kind of reaction you could get. Yeah. You yeah. know, things things like that. Um, or at least I, I wouldn't know, but it seems like it kind of touched at least a lot of the aspects of, you know, some people think you're going to hell. Some people are going to be tough with it. Some people are happy about it. You know, mm-hmm. the mother always knows that was another big line, you know, things, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I think it was, I think this movie was actually really well done. I know. Um, yeah. Particularly with the storytelling. I think it was kind of like perfect timing where you got those flashbacks and they cut it in at like perfect spots where it filled in nicely with the story. Whereas in the end, you finally figure out what happened. And then, you know, he, he the, the boy killed himself, and then the dad hated him. And then, like, ten minutes later, the will gets read, and it barely gives you time to digest, like, yeah. what this guy is going through. And then and all of a sudden, like, everything crashes down around him. So mm. Paul Bettany's acting in that part was right? amazing. Oh, yeah. He, right? what I, the what shaking I, and everything. What oh, I God. really enjoyed was, like, uh, so he, the character's an alcoholic, and as he starts drinking more and more, he's doing it very subtly, but you can tell he's getting drunker and drunker. Yes, yes. And it's like so easily you could just just switch over to being just, oh, I'm drunk. But like he did it subtle enough where it's like, yeah. okay, he's been drinking, but he's not like blackout right now. Yeah, yeah. he's not shit faced yet, but like he's feeling pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I thought it was. I thought the story was really. It was an. It was a. It was kind of a really nice story to watch. Yeah, it's. It was yeah. just a nice movie. It's. It was very similar to the uh, other movie, Happiest Season, where it's like, this made me feel good. Yeah, it, right. it had a nice yeah. outcome at the end. Maybe feel like people can actually change, <laughs> or at least just yeah, yeah. change. It's like, so, you, you'll be surprised how people would react to you. Right, yeah. and, and like, I mean, the, the big one was when um, Steve Zahn's character, where he's like, I got two words for you. No problem. Yeah, right? I had it's such like, a smile. On I, was like, yeah. I was like, oh my god, I was not <laughs> expecting that. Like, you go, Steve Zahn. Glad you're getting it. And, and what I liked right? is, is, like, even then... <laughs> Even then, you could tell, like, he was uncomfortable with it. Like, he didn't yes. have this, like, epiphany and it completely accepted it. Right. But at right. the same time, you could understand, it's like, you're my brother. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I'm not going to let go of you just because I'm a little uncomfortable with this. Right. Right. Um, low key, no one ever talks about him. People need to talk about this guy. Steven Root is such a great actor. Like, I mean, he could do stuff like this. Like, he was an asshole in this, like, and a bad one too. Like, you had that. So, um, 
there's the little kid who like obviously is probably autistic but at least back, ADHD. yeah but like back then it wasn't really like looked at it was just like he's over like he's acting out so you got to yell at him and like the way he tr like um steven root's character treats like everyone it like he's just mean to everyone yeah but but, but like, like even then like what i liked about how his character was written and the performance was there's that just subtle like line in it where you can tell he still loves his son oh yeah but he's just so disappointed in him yeah and he he doesn't know how to, f to express that. He, he just expresses it through anger. Right. And well, it's between the drinking and the anger. So yeah. That's, and it's funny because Steve Zahn's character is, if, it sounds like he's going through the same kind of thing. Because like mm. uh, Beth even talks about it, it's like he like he yells a lot usually when he's drinking which is a lot <laughs> just so the, like the one line from his wife where she's just I mean, oh. she's just like oh he calls me bitch too <laughs> <laughs> yeah judy greer judy, is judy greer yeah i was just yeah. gonna her up she did yeah. i think she did really well she's like yeah. my hairdresser's gay and he's <laughs> yeah. like well we have so much in common yeah she's like i want to introduce you to like which is such a great like under like the breath kind of line that he does it's such a perfect line when he's like because we have so much in common being like well you two are gay so <laughs> yeah there and you go it's like, it's like those subtle like comedy moments that really like oh, yeah. lighten up this movie and make it like a surprisingly easy watch for the material it's covering yeah <laughs> and and the boyfriend's great. Like yeah, uh, was it Peter uh, MacDissy? Uh, I think he's actually yeah. the director's uh, partner in real life. Mm. Yeah, um, I thought but, I thought that he. Uh, kudos to the director, and I really like some of the scenes that they set up too. Particularly, particularly when he had the phone call with his mom, and yeah. it just oh, yeah. built yeah, on yeah. his character a little bit more. But then you know, five minutes later, she's he's meeting her his mom, <laughs> and then she she. She, they 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 did the scene where he says you knew and she goes a mother always knows but they immediately showed his face i think right afterwards yeah because it's like just he like was implying, in the background yeah because yeah, it it's was... just implying that his mom already knows even though she's saying like kiss the wife and the kids goodnight and all that other mm. stuff so yeah so i mean like great movie but i mean there were certain things that i wish that like it, it could this is one of those movies where I kind of wish it was a little longer, maybe like 10, 15 minutes, a little longer to like, because I know Frank is a recovering alcoholic, but like, it's subtle that they mention that it's like, I mean, it's and, not that subtle. Like, no, but, but when like, he starts drinking and gets violent, like, right. right well, yeah, but I mean, in the beginning, and, the weed thing. <laughs> yeah. The weed thing. But like, I, I feel cause he was like, he mentioned that, like, I don't want to do this again, like, with you being drunk. It's like, what do you mean again? Like, what happened last time to make him become sober? Like, I don't know. They didn't have to, like, labor on that point. Like, I, no, I picked yeah. up on it. Like, you don't, I, I get it. Like, you don't have to, like, explain everything to me. And I Honestly, always appreciate that... when the story just doesn't feel the need to explain everything. It's like, you're smart enough to get what we're yeah. talking about. Honestly, this movie could have gone without the entire drinking thing, and I think it still would have had the same. Yeah. Effect. Well, I well the thing is, I tied the drinking thing back to um, Stephen Root's character, Daddy Mac. Like everything could be because he was an alcoholic. Mm. 
you know, uh, Uncle Frank's an alcoholic. Yeah. Steve Zahn's character is an alcoholic. So it's like it's kind of a you know passed on from the father to the sons. Um, so I mean, it it it's it. I I honestly I think this is a, probably one of the best movies I've seen this year. Partly because it's actually a good movie, but partly because it's been a very weak year of movies. Yeah, same. I haven't seen a lot of movies, so yeah. so um, like, but I I, I did really, really, I good. I've already recommended it to a few people, um, especially with it being on Amazon. It like, it's an he's such an easy watch. Yeah, and it's just it's, like the last movie we talked about. I mean, the, and just like the great. last movie, it's like it's like a really touching movie. And, you know, it's like if you want to watch a movie that's not too, too complicated, but is a touching movie, this is a great movie for it. It also gives you a whole bunch of feels. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, who would ever want to be, like, not come out, but forced out? Oh, yeah. Like, in the way that... that Oh, my God. I don't want to to ruin it for everybody. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, like, who would ever want to have that happen? I I can't imagine. God. I know. Should we? Uh, we all recommend this. Should we rate this? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, last thing. For everybody. Last thing I have to say, Marco Martindale, she's she's a true treasure. Like, ever since she basically made a uh, a parody of herself on BoJack Horseman, uh, I love her as a an actress. Because like in BoJack Horseman, like she plays herself, and she's on the run from the law because she commits so many crimes. But she's like known as character actress Margot Martindale, and so like, and I like I just watched the uh, New Girl episode with her in it because she plays Nick's mom in that show. Yeah, in, in Chicago. Yeah, so like, it, oh my god, she's such a great. And she plays uh, Dewey Cox's mom in Dewey. Yeah, she's uh, in stuff. Lockhart. She's, she's in stuff. stuff. But like, she, but she, 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 she like, <laughs> she pans like she does comedy. She does serious stuff. But like. Honestly, since watching her in BoJack, it's like I love her as an actress. Anyways, let's rate. Let's rate. Uh, Chris, you go first. Eight eight. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think Sam? this might be the best movie of the year for me. So um, I'm not too far from you. I'm an eight seven. Wow. I went with an eight point three. So okay. we're all giving it a B, basically. It's it's in you know what the thing is I think uh, the Oscar like the quote unquote Oscar movies are starting to come out tomorrow I think we get a couple ones that are being considered so we're we're starting to hit the season yes, so I'm is. expecting the some season. decent movie I'm expecting some decent movies oh boy uh, coming out I staying up till three o'clock to watch Mank then watch it then go to bed and wake up for work yeah two hours <laughs> later. <laughs> Right. Yeah, Mank, Mank is the one I think is out tomorrow. What? What is it? Mank. Mank? Yeah. Mank, it's from uh, David Fincher about uh, uh, making of uh, Citizen Kane. So. Oh, that one. Okay, yeah. Gary Oldman in it. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, all right, all right. And uh, Phil Collins' daughter, Lily Collins. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on, let's move on to Mando. We actually have two episodes kind of to briefly go over. Some stuff happened. Some stuff didn't. Yeah, we're not going to recap a lot. No, but, but so plot, and, like some big plot points, though. Oh yeah, definitely. Particularly, particularly with the first one we met, we didn't discuss, but like genetic enhancements by the Empire cult that's still yeah. following the, the Empire uh, rules. The M count. 
bringing back those midichlorians. Yeah. Talking about M count. Yeah. That, that was big. And Mando finding out that uh, uh, Moff Gideon is still alive. Yeah, that's another big one. But um, uh, yeah, it, it was a cool little. The thing, like, I, I like that episode that um, Bryce Dallas had. Uh, no, it wasn't Bryce Dallas Howard. No, that was. Try again. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Carl Weathers. Yeah, that was Carl Weathers who directed that. I, yes, you know was. what? That's that's like kind of the perfect episode to kind of wet your whistle with directing, if you're going to. Because I don't know if he's directed anything before. But it's there was kind of there was kind of like the episode to do it because it wasn't really complicated, it wasn't really complex. It was just a bunch of action parts and things like that. But you know. I, I th- the thing that I really liked, and it's such a small, stupid thing, but the uh, shock trooper, she's from Alderaan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing I liked the most. And then she he lost gave her, everyone. He gave her, like, an emblem. I don't know what that is, and I was it hoping was... you would. Oh, God, I'm trying to remember what the emblem was. Wasn't it, um, wasn't it the, uh... I mean, it's the Rebel Alliance. So... Yeah, it's, it's the, the Rebel, Rebel Alliance symbol. Just, like, token? But I, it's a badge. I don't know was if it a, it's anything from the lore. I'm not that familiar. Was it a badge? Was it like an official badge? Like you're the, the sheriff yeah, or whatever it was? I liked um, when the guy was like, yeah, did you lose anybody? No, no one on the entire planet that got blew up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, happy, happy to see the gang back together. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like nice. we're not going to see them much if maybe one episode or whatever the rest of the season. Yeah. I also like their repair abilities because that spaceship was completed <laughs> very quickly. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. But I, I, I love the like how the end of this, the Bryce Dallas Howard episode, how it was just a p- complete like piece of crap. Even though he spent so much to get it repaired, but it's like, yeah. what do you expect from a Mon Calamari? Am I right? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Space racism. Yeah. Well, anyway, it, it, but moving on to the next one, like the most recent one, we okay. So yep. this is where we kind of get into the, the like, the congealing of the universes and like the ta- the things that you can pull from other right, you know, stuff like that. You you finally get really how. <laughs> yeah right. You finally get a Sokatano, and yep. you know what? I thought it was. I thought she looked cool. I thought she looked really yeah. good. So one of the big complaints, and I this is stupid saying this, but is that her, whatever you want to call them, leku or head tails or whatever, were shorter. The reason for it, if you haven't read it, is just for cosmetic reasons. When they were making the, the film or the show, it was like it was harder to make them longer than they, like they were in the TV show Star Wars Rebels. So get over yourselves. It's fine. Yeah. Wow. I never thought I'd hear Sean say that. <laughs> Particularly with yeah. Star Wars stuff. Anyone <laughs> here? I, you would be the last person I expect to say that. Sorry. So Always I'm, goes I'm out sorry. fighting. <laughs> yeah. I thought that second episode uh, was great. Mm. I like it. Just it looked awesome. I think we kind of get back to the point we've been making all along of like how much like the show just looks fucking fantastic <laughs> and like so much better than like the last three movies or possibly or probably even the prequels honestly you know what i first thought like is that is that fucking michael b <laughs> <laughs> was probably- oh was it was that who that was <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, it was shit. uh he was the um like the security guard 
head, yeah, the head. no, the like number two guy. Yeah, I was trying to figure out because it was like the sort of thing I couldn't put his face, and it was like this guy. But it seems like he's an important dude. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. How does this? Uh, what did we have? Do we have like a Michael Bean ratings or like a scaler? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm not rating him in TV shows. Not gonna happen. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, um. Obviously, big info dump. Uh, we got we got some Thrawn getting thrown around here. Yeah, so Admiral Thrawn, who came up in the uh, Star Wars Expanded Universe in the nine, early 90s through books and stuff, uh, was portrayed by Lars Mikkelsen in the Star Wars Rebels TV show, and Ahsoka Tano is looking for him. So he's alive, and he is officially in the Star Wars canon so it's like, well he was in rebels so right, right but yeah. like but is rebels canon i don't know yeah that's the I thing thought they said it was because at right. the end of the clone wars her and um and rex, rex are, uh, it's rex yeah still alive so something like i'm hoping that they either close that up or i don't know if rebels has that that loophole filled yeah i don't i i'm trying to get into it i swear <laughs> I'm like four episodes in right now. Yeah, but I, that, like I hope they just kind of fill us in yeah. on all that. I got to say, if you ever are looking to read a Star Wars book, the Heir to the Empire series by Timothy Zahn, which is the introduction of, uh, of Grand Admiral Thrawn, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. So um, big question is, so obviously if she's looking for him, he's going to be in the show somehow. Uh should Lars Mikkelsen portray him in the show since he's already done his voice? No. No? In fact, I'm giving him a British accent for no reason. Is <laughs> he ever one in the show? I, he, I don't know. I, I haven't gotten very far, John. I just I, know who honestly, Lars Mikkelsen's in I don't think it matters it. at this point because like, you have to really... Sean's the biggest Star Wars fan I know, and he has not watched Rebels. So it's he, It's been a struggle. Yeah, but you're like you need to... You yeah. can cast them for whoever you want. It does not matter. Yeah, I'm but, trying to think. I mean, they, I'm trying to think who would be the the person to cast. But like, like you got to get somebody. It's got to be like one of the like British like character actors. I did see um, Jason Isaac was uh, mentioned. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But he plays good. a Sith Inquisitor in Rebels, so he already. Right. You know, and that's gonna ruin it. Well, well they don't play them. They're voices. I know they their voices, but. The thing that's going towards Lars Mikkelsen right now is the I have no idea who Lars Mikkelsen is. That's not like really? a person. Okay. He has he been in like actual things. Are you talking Mads Oh my Mikkelsen? god. Yeah. No, Lars. No, not really. Who's in The Witcher? Um but I mean, it's also a TV show. Um oh, is but he, is, is he the guy uh is he the baddie in the Resident Evil movies? No. Yeah, uh, so Mads is his brother. Oh, okay. So he's he's somebody you actually know. Yeah. So, anyways, um, if it was Mads Mikkelsen, I'd, I'd be okay with that. So, um, but but they so with Bo Katan, uh, Katan, they already did that where they took the voice actress and made her the live action. So like they've already done that with a character. So like, I, but Katie Sackhoff's a real actress, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, either way, I mean, it looks like at least season three, we're probably going to get Grand Admiral Thrawn. 
which is huge. He's a big villain in the expanded universe. And it's another instance of something that the movies didn't do that Mandalorian's been doing is taking a character from the expanded universe and making them part of the actual Star Wars universe that Kathleen Kennedy hasn't cut away and thrown out. I feel like I feel like we're burying the lead guys here. No, we're not. Baby Yoda has a name. Can you name it? Gorgu? What's his name's Gorgu. Good job, do you remember? Grogu. 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 Sorry, Grogu. Gorgon? The big reveal, you can't even get it right. Come on, Sam. Um, Honestly, you know, to to me personally, what I I really liked is uh, they showed you the extent of how strong the Beskar armor is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So so because one of the theories going on out there... (laughs) Well, one of the theories is that Darth Vader's suit was actually made by Beskar. Because if you watch an Empire Strikes Back, he gets hit in the arm by the lightsaber and it doesn't go through him. It deflects off of him. So it's a theory that he is like his animatronic limbs and stuff is made of Beskar. Which would be make sense why he would be made of Beskar and all the stormtroopers aren't. Because he's kind of more important. I'm just telling you, this show has like septupled the amount of times armor has worked in star wars i know right <laughs> it's like every week it's like hey his armor works yeah Look at um, that. but this is, but there is like mandalorian armor is the strongest yeah it, well it's, it's it's beskar it's lightsaber proof and and uh blaster proof like yeah. it's it's like the best armor you that's why it's so valuable that's why the mandalorians were the only ones who owned it and why they were so tough in battle. I'm wondering if he's going to melt down that spear, because I kind of think it would be awesome if he's like flying around <laughs> with the best car spear. <laughs> like, I, I just want to train. Can we get a Rocky training montage of him oh, just tra- training, training with the best spear. spear? No, what I want, and we, we kind of lean towards this, is make baby Yoda a Mandalorian. <laughs> I want to see him no in the way. armor. <laughs> You know, I thought about that today too. I'm like, it's God, he's gonna become a Mandalorian, isn't he? And it's well, gonna, gonna be gonna amazing. Be a <laughs> the question is, is he gonna be a Mandalorian? Is he gonna choose Mando, or is he gonna p- choose the Jedi? If he chooses the Jedi, obviously, Ahsoka Tano is not a Jedi. She has dropped out of the Order before the conclusion of the the um, the Clone Wars. So who would take her place? Well, right now, Ezra uh, Bridger, who is the Padawan in Star Wars Rebels, he would be the one that people would believe would take his place. And so yeah. people are talking about, cast like, would he be cast in the next season to become uh, Baby Yoda's master? She because he is... They're his peers. So it makes right. me think there's already training going on possibly but like she i mean she already has the gray like the white sword like she does not have the colored sword she's still not a jedi she no 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 i the, get it but she yeah. can still probably sense the or at least hear yeah. about people I, being trained you, you know what uh it's very subtle it, it was a line in the show that like um that she says where she, she says uh if he's not re- like he's t- you know, too, you know, not corrupt, There's but like, fear. but yeah. fear. you should just let him grow old and let the, the force fade away. Like his abilities fade away, which yeah. makes me think that 
holy crap, were there like force able children that were not allowed into the Jedi Order where just like as they got older, they forgot or like they stopped. The connection was cut. And now like as an adult, they could have been a Jedi, but now they're not like. Well, well, when I heard that line and when she said like he's got too much of an attachment on you, and yeah. that's a path down the dark side. I was like, oh, evil Yoda. That's going to be amazing. Well, that's what that's what the I would assume that the Empire is trying to do right now is to try and make well, the, dark so Jedi. It's or, no, it's not dark. dark Jedi. It's oh god, it's is it crap? Um, I remember the, the not shock troopers. Uh, is it dark troopers? Dark troopers. Yeah, so that's what they believe. At the end is, of that that first episode. Yeah, where it shows, yeah, yeah, got Moff Gideon, where he's surrounded in that room. It's dark troopers where... There was was a question, those aren't dark troopers? Well, because you can't really see them. It's believed that they're dark troopers. I I thought they were dark troopers. Yeah, everybody believes they're dark troopers. It's a KOTOR thing, huh? No. No, no, definitely not KOTOR. KOTOR is thousand Uh years before. Uh, Dark troopers... It's not KOTOR. Clearly. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, um... (laughs) <laughs> I, I think they're like expanding universe. I thought yeah. weren't they weren't they aren't they in Rogue One or were they supposed to be? They might have been in Rogue One. They're the black uh, stormtroopers, like the black armor. Well, she it's, was. I mean, she was wearing the black armor. But yeah, but but that wasn't the black. Ar- that up. wasn't black stormtrooper. That was uh, Tie Fighter pilot armor. She was wearing. Um, no, uh, but they're like they're somewhat force sensitive, so because they're like. They can actually like go hand to hand with Jedi and like, not best a Jedi, but like they're really at least good give at them it. Around for the money. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it gives them the upper hand where they're not just a well trained trooper; they're also force sensitive. You know what? I also, I'm sorry, John. Go ahead. Sorry, these are we're a nerd based podcast. I want to get this right. Okay, go according ahead. to the Star Wars Wikia, uh, these are Death Troopers, which that's appeared. it. And I'm pretty sure that's what they are, as they're listed as subgroup Gideon's Guard. Yes, Death so, Troopers. That's what it is. That's what it is. Which I love that uh, alliteration is not dead in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> My um, the thing the thing I was kind of like semi hoping for when she was fighting that that uh, that girl with the best the best car. She she said, "Where's your master?" Yeah. yeah. Right? Is that what it was? I was almost, I was like kind of hoping to say Darth Maul is somewhere, you know, floating around somewhere. Because he, I mean, he's technically still. He's still. I guess he's still alive. Yeah. So I know uh, news dropped, I think it was last week, that uh, one of the scrapped ideas for George Lucas's sequel trilogy had to do with Darth Maul. Like, Darth Maul was going to be one of the bad guys which I think is pretty cool because he was definitely underused in the prequels. So why not bring him back for the sequels? Yeah. Right. He would kind of be like the perfect stepping point. Like the Jedi are kind of gone. Right. At this point, you know, he's kind of like the perfect guy to start the Sith, you know, one, one master, one apprentice. Cause he's not like, he's not like the all powerful Sith or the emperor, you know, things like that. He's kind of like mid to high tier. Right. And you, I'm sure there's a couple of Jedi out there who could probably give him a good run for his money, you know? Yeah. yeah. Can, I, can I come at you with a hot take? Go ahead, Sam. Uh, Darth Maul is the Boba Fett of the uh, prequel trilogy. 
I agree with that. In that 100%, like, Sam. He has like one line and inexplicably everyone thinks he's the coolest. Well, he does have the best fight scene um, of any of the movies. Agreed. So he just doesn't fall into a pit and die. Yeah. So he actually has earned earned it. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> so. I'm sorry. It's just like the subtle jabs at Boba Fett. <laughs> and I, I can yeah. just see like Sean's like face hey, no, red with I, fiery rage. No, I agreed with John. I agreed with that. John where like he's barely in the movie, but like the fans have flocked around him like this guy's awesome and it's oh, you know, yeah. but the fans but, like you're not one of them anyways what what <laughs> i was boba gonna fett, say the boba fett of the prequels is general grievous no but there's no following mm. <laughs> no. i mean there's a meme following and that's about it i mean it's clearly right. but um so if you watch this episode that just came out, there's a lot of really cool um, kind of like references to old school samurai films. Uh, like when uh, Ahsoka Tano is taking the town and like it, it just it definitely feels like one of those classic black and white samurai films that George yeah, Lucas... George Lucas took so much of his mm-hmm. like ideas from, so it definitely felt like, you know, it was like a classic episode. Like it the felt samurai really coming nice. in to save the city from exactly bandits or yeah, the, yeah. the was it the Ronin coming in and, and yeah, I saw somebody took like screenshots yeah. of this episode and like over or you know went side by side with like seven samurai and it was like yeah, it looked pretty pretty like straight up. I mean. Not a, they're all ripoffs in some way, but right. like, no, it, it looks like exactly the same. And I thought it looked sick because of it. Oh, I, mean, I, I agree. It was, yeah, you, you no, know it was awesome. like everything from the giant like bell warning sign mm. on down, yeah. Oh, yeah. or warning signal. I, I just thought it was awesome. Yeah. yeah, you know what I really appreciate is that it, it, it's it seems like every director is, or at least the group of directors is bringing a certain kind of taste or style to each and every episode right and like, it, I, i've seen a couple that are similar in a sense mm-hmm. but they're they're also very different um mm-hmm. like this one we just discussed you get this kind of like samurai feel or um you know all those old like uh karate type movies type things but it, but then you get like the westerns obviously and then you get the just action and then you get the semi-horror and you're really kind of touching a lot of stuff and i really hope that they I really hope that they continue with this because I feel I feel like each director is kind of giving their own little touch to an episode, and that's what makes it unique, and that's what you know just builds upon this show. Yeah. Um, can I just can you guys are going to hate me for this, but Chris, you might be able to uh, shed some light. Did you notice uh, that Rosario Dawson didn't hold the lightsabers correctly? Uh, you were welcome, making John. progress, Sean. With the no, but but this is a uh, this is a thing. Uh, her fighting style. Her fighting style has changed. Yeah, I've uh, noticed that. I, I don't thank know you. If Could, it's, thank you. Can't we just I'm, assume I'm, it's been twenty years and things change? Like I'm, no, I'm, Sam. I'm, no, you can't. I don't know if I want him to explain it, but you're right. It could be twenty yeah. years later. You know, she's she's getting a little older, so she's slowing down. But it, it could also be like. Cartoon characters in 3D animation shows are, are, are 
are probably a little bit more flexible than human beings. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. But but <laughs> the thing floats a certain but, way. But the thing with um with like the the animation and whatnot, they're all based off of a certain fighting style. Agreed. And so so her her fighting style. So it's all based off of you know sword fighting styles. And so Ahsoka Tono in Clone Wars is I forget what it's based off of what the the style is, but Rosario Dawson's portrayal of Ahsoka Tano is not the same fighting style. So maybe over 20 years that it has changed. That is possible. Or maybe I'm a huge nerd and I noticed this thing and or, that is... And it, could, it could just literally be that headpiece she was wearing was way too heavy that right. it would have just fell right off if she leaned it. It's, it's possible. Because <laughs> I'm thinking it's more of that because that didn't yeah. look really comfortable yeah. to put on. Oh yeah, I, I believe that. That's um, probably why it's shorter than. <laughs> oh yeah, well that yeah that's about. that that's what it is is that like in the prop department they looked at the long, leku or te- head tails or whatever you want to call them, um, that the long ones were just super awkward and very tough, where the actress um, who played Shock T in episode three she and uh, episode two she had the long ones, and it was just like for the scenes that they had to film with Rosario Dawson. It just wasn't going to be possible to have the long leku, yeah. and so they were just like, "Let's just make it short," and that's fine. Yeah, that yeah, I know. it's is it said that I can look past that, but I'm like, but her fighting style's a little different. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I did notice that. Thank you, because I I felt like if any of us would notice that, it would be you, Chris, because you've watched the show. I mean, it would be weird times. if me or John noticed it. Like, it would be very weird. I'd be thrown off. Uh, any final? Honestly, though, point of order here. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. Okay, so Baby Yoda. I'm not. I'm never calling him by his real name. Baby no Yoda's is. 50 years old, right? Yes. Okay. So, how much time elapses from episode three where he's fighting um, Palpatine yep. to episode two Dagobah where he's like old and decrepit? It's like 23 years, something like. Right. That. Not at all proportional. What? What? Think about. Think about it. Think about. It. He's like flying around when he's fighting Palpatine. Oh, you're talking about actual Yoda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, think about it this way: Yoda is a senile, crazy guy who's been living by himself for 23 years. You think that has an impact? Oh, yes, it does. Sean <laughs> okay. understands the physiology of that that species. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. here's the thing, John. You have to understand. We've all. Some of us have been quarantined in our house for like six months. He was quarantined for 23 years without right. being able to talk to anyone. In a scary swamp. Yes. <laughs> just, just, just anyway, Anyways. three episodes left. Can't wait. I, oh I kind of want us. I kind of want him to go directly to that. Uh, what the hell is the planet? But to, to figure out where. He oh yeah, to yeah. Go. I, um, but I have a but, feeling we're gonna do a stopover. I have a feeling there's gonna be a stopover. Yeah, episode. the last two episodes I feel like are gonna be like the first season where it's a two-parter. Yeah, Moff Gideon comes back. Oh yeah. How um how far into this season are we? Five uh, out of eight. Yeah, five of eight. No, five of eight. Damn. Yeah. These being like. I mean, it's it's nice because like these are actually have been like over thirty minutes, um, but just eight of them, and man, that just I know. I wish there was more. I wish there we got like ten. I agree, but I'm okay that they're sticking to this. I I'm I wouldn't be. I would be less okay if they were thirty minutes, but I'm I'm with you, John. Yeah. So I think a couple of these were actually an hour this year. 
No. I think uh, longest ones were like high 40s. Really? Well, Marshall, the first one was 52 minutes. Oh, well, yeah, because yeah. it was like almost like a two-parter almost. It felt like it was going to be a two-parter, I should say. Um, yeah, that was the longest one by far, I believe. Um, but hey, anyway. it's 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 so far so good. It's, it's living up, living up to uh, to the first season. I feel, which is good. And just one one last thing on just how the show looks too, because like I I don't know, just seeing the the I was gonna say Samurai Village. It's not what it is, but you know what I mean. The village of the second one. It looks so cool and flushed out. Yeah. And it just kind of dawned on me that like the budget of this show compared to like you know the prequels is, like, so much lower. And, you know, look, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. Obviously, technology advanced in that time, but, like, it just looks so much better than the prequels. And, like, because... But they're literally doing the same exact thing. It's just green screen. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I agree. All right, moving on. All right, last little thing that we've been teasing about for years. Not our this fault. New, it's not, not our, our fault. fault. The studio has been teasing us for... So, New Mutants, well. we have literally been talking about this movie nonstop. For, yeah, 2018 was when it was supposed to come out? No, it's, I think it was in the fall of 2017. Oh, my God. I think the trailer was 2016. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they filmed from July to September in 2017 um, okay. with an April 2018 release in mind. <laughs> so, it was literally two and a half years later we got the movie. October 12th, 2017 was the first trailer. Yeah. So. Three years in the making. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. So, New Mutants, finally. Let's finally take care of this. Should we just, should we just start off, like, well, initial reaction? I, I read the comics, so I want your initial reaction, not initial somebody reaction. who knows what's going on. I don't. Initial reaction is, like, I don't know why this movie took so long to come out because it really wasn't as bad as like people said it was yeah like, what everybody made it out to be like this dumpster fire i'm like yeah it was bad but it wasn't like i'm with you chris like this was like i had the feeling this was going to be a dumpster fire turned out it was just a dumpster yeah it was just a dumpster there was <laughs> <Yeah>. no fire <laughs> um it just i mean I, I i don't know why they were really waiting on this for so long because like they could they could have made money because of just the fans you know they could have actually made a, a decent amount of money with it it would have got a bad review but you know whatever you're making your money back that's all that matters at this point all right so, you want my initial thoughts aside from every character being portrayed no no that's that's not initial thought i'm very surprised you guys are in the same boat as me Really? Like, it wasn't... I Like, I was expecting the worst movie, but, like, fun bad. And it just, like... I was like, oh, all right, that was okay. It was just kind like, of boring bad? No, but, like... Yeah, it was... It was I feel boring. like because I know the, con like the, the characters a little more, that I probably enjoyed it more than you guys did. John, but it, I was... I was expecting a bad movie, and that's not what I got. There, there was definitely... You know, they skimmed over stuff. There was bad CGI in parts, but like the I accents. think that 
The oh god oh god yeah the accent all the accents no not just not all the accents there's no. one in general no there's one was it charlie heaton oh my god his kentucky accent yeah, but, oh my god but, but, but uh anna taylor joy's anya taylor joy's russian accent her russian accent. see i didn't mind it because like sean it was turned off in the last third of the movie oh i know i know but that that comes back to the the director is an idiot um but so, like, I look at this and I'm like, all right, so the last, what, three, four uh, X-Men movies that we got, so from Apocalypse to um, New, and New Mutants and um, Dark, Dark Phoenix. Phoenix, so of those three movies, <laughs> Which this, is, this is probably the best of <laughs> yeah, those three. <laughs> I was just going to say, not gonna lie. this was way better than Dark Phoenix. Oh, God, yes. I will take this a million times over Dark Phoenix, and, and you is... know... And you know what? I almost would take this, uh, not almost, I probably would definitely take this over uh, Apocalypse because of how bad Apocalypse was and how forgettable of a movie it was. So, Sean, you mentioned the characters earlier. I have a question for you. In the comics, are they this generic as well? No. So, like, my thing is... It depends. It depends. depends. Comics can flush things out a little bit better. So, like, um, was it uh, Roberto? He's, um... Sunspot. Yeah. So Sunspot. So oh yeah, he's, he's there too. They barely talk yeah. about it. But yeah. the thing is, he, so he, he manipulates he's, solar energy. Stuff so power. he in the comics, he's like so like suave and like kind of like I'm richer than everyone else, so I'm better than everyone else. Like that's how his persona that he gives off, which it like in this he definitely don't really show in the movie. Yeah, in this, he's rich and, and uh, he arrogant. killed his girlfriend. Yeah, like it, it, they they don't really go into the characters too much, but I mean, this movie was what an hour ninety four minutes, an hour and a half. So I'm like, the fact that it was an hour and a half, I almost applause uh, applaud it because it was like it didn't try flushing anything out. So I'm like, bravo for just being an hour and a half, like, and not trying to be like we're gonna make a two and a half hour movie about the new mutants. And like it's just so gonna like, fall flat. You get like the coal miner's son story, where it's like, mm-hmm. I had to go work in the mines because yeah, that's, right, that's right, what Paul that wanted me to do. It's just like, oh Jesus! And oh, then, and then there's like it was like, of course the religious girl is a lesbian, like because that's how oh, that I know. always yeah, works. Wolf Spain, yeah. I, I like, but like, I didn't care that she was a lesbian. I really didn't. On it, so. I would say for the past like two, maybe two and a half years, I've become almost obsessed with the uh, the character of Magic, which is Ilya Rasputin. Um, so like, I was very happy to see her in on film, and like, um, I feel like with a better director involved, because was it uh, Anya Taylor Joy? She's actually a good actress. She's done some great work, and I feel like. It's just because Josh Boone is an idiot and had no idea what he was doing. I'm not gonna lie, she, she was actually pretty decent, minus the accent. If yeah, she would, did no, not she, have to focus on the accent. She actually did pretty good. I agree, and like, and the fact that I got to see Magic like actually in a, a, like yeah, action. She is a cool so, like, I what's love her, her deal. So, like, first of all, something about the ether or the no nether limbo, or, limbo, Sam, limbo, limbo and it's limbo. 
So, um, can pull from that, but what yeah, is so she, that? And... So first of all, the one thing you have to understand about her is she's got a very famous older brother, Colossus. That's her brother. So Peter Rasputin is her older brother. You think they bring um, that up in the movie, but no. No, yeah, they, exactly. They had no tie. They took out all ties to. Except for that one like part where they're like, oh, you know what they're training us for? The X Men. They're like, yeah. oh. Other than that, I suppose we have like, to connect this somehow. Uh-huh. Right, and like, my God, did like I called the twist where the uh, doctor was working for uh, Nathaniel Essex's company. Like, all, all okay. And someone like less familiar, they showed the Essex Corporation. I'm like, oh, um. Are, is that bad? Is that, are they bad? Yeah, right. Like, who, who's Wait, the weren't, Essex? Weren't they the but, bad guys in Logan? No, no. Weren't they uh, the bad well, guys in Origins. Deadpool 2? Were they? No, it, it wasn't Origins, Chris. Yeah, they they cleaned up all the dead bodies in Origins. Did they? No, that was... um. What, was it? In, no, that wasn't Origins. It was... um. Cause they, they took Wolverine's blood from the lab uh, in the case. That was the exit score. That wasn't Origins, though. Oh, the, whatever it was. Christ. Wasn't that um, Days of Future Past? It, no. Whatever it was. Well, I know they were in um, Apocalypse. You guys remember more about Origins than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they were in a. They were teased in Apocalypse. They were one like the main. They ran the school that um, the kid came from in Deadpool Two. Um, they were even teased sort of in uh, Dark Phoenix, I believe. But they're like they're building up Nathaniel Essex, who is Mister Sinister. It's just they're taking forever to do it, and they're never going to do it now yeah, because they took too long. Done. Yeah, but you, it also getting on the like uh, the Deadpool thing. Do you see like the little pictures that Ryan Reynolds puts out? It's like him and Hugh Jackman, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, coming soon!" And there is a Deadpool three coming, but it's just they're teasing. He's teasing Wolverine. And like I, I love it. I would love to see it, but I just can't take him seriously anymore. No, yeah, you can't. It's you don't know if it's a joke or if it's serious. Plus, but, like, like Hugh Jackman's gone on the record being like, "I'm done unless they want me in an Avengers movie." And yeah. it's like now that's possible. So it's like, what's going on? I would, so. I would be. We've we can discuss. We'll discuss. It yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that that's another day. But yeah, New Mutants. New Mutants. Bad as no. I mean, there was the I um thought. the finale scene with the bear, which felt generic, like I've seen it before. But oh, I mean, yeah. it was a giant bear with flaming eyes, which was kind of cool. But the CGI in that part was atrocious. But I feel like it was CGI from two years ago, yeah. and they just like never touched it up because it's like her calming down the bear. Um. Was it uh, um, was it Moonstar? Yeah, um, it was like her uh, calming down the bear and being like, oh, "I'm in charge of you." Blah blah blah. And it's like it looks so bad, and that that was honestly like the worst part of the movie, other than the smiling men who looked very CGI. Um, also, I was like, and they are. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, they're definitely creepy. But I'm like, I, even I was like, I don't remember this in the backstory. And I'm like looking up, like, who are the smiley men? And the only thing I got was portrayed by Marilyn Manson. Yeah, no, you did like were. the voice. <laughs> yeah, he did the voices. And I'm like, they had voices. She explained it in the movie. Yeah, that. Um, but like, I'm talking comic book background. 
Oh. Like, I really couldn't find much. Um, Because I was like, I don't remember this from her origin. Um, But yeah, so. I don't know, Sean, about you, but I got a vibe where I was like, listen, I understand. I like the. the, that uh, incarnation of the girl in the dragon tattoo as well, but like <laughs> we don't have to drag it into this movie. Yeah, right. I, I got um, that vibe from that old thing. A little, yeah. So, I but like it, when I look at the whole movie as a, like as a whole, it's like Wolfsbane. I don't care. Um, you had Cannonball. Don't care. Mirage. Don't care. Sunspot. Don't care. Magic she's like she's such a good character in the comics and like she did such a good job in this i want to see her in more movies as as magic i feel like she fits the part pretty well and i would love to see her get carried over into the mcu i wasn't that impressed i'm i'm gonna be honest take take away the accent sam take away the accent. even if you take away the accent eh, like none of none of them really stood out though yeah i was it was a lot of like she's she was like so that like feelings. stereotypical vulnerable bully kind of thing where it's just but so yeah, so the big Pacific thing Rim too. oh god don't mention that film that movie was bad anyways um no in the in the comics too like she's it goes with the name magic but uh she's like very strong in magic like she's recruited by doctor strange a lot like to help with those kind of magical kind of problems that are happening. Um, but like, she's such a badass character. She's such a great character. She is like a jerk at times, but that's just like kind of her character. And like, I want to see her, this is Anya uh, Taylor joy. I want to see her come back as that character because I feel like she fit the character pretty well. But I want to see her in a movie with somebody other than Josh Boone involved. Like I want somebody capable of doing what they're supposed to. And so, and and another thing about this movie, it was supposed to be horror. It didn't understand what a horror was. It's like they watched an episode of Goosebumps and were like, "And that's what a horror is." Yeah, and they went with there's that. There's no setup. No. To, and to, it could have been. It could have been. Was it? Now, was it trying to be horror, or was that just a weird no, like way of was, marketing the movie? It was marketed as horror, and they had the horror touches, but I think yeah, they right. either it, cut out a lot of it, or they didn't have it. Yeah, I, I don't think they... Well, to be fair, that was three years ago. So. <laughs> I Honestly, what I think it is, it's, well, like I said, they didn't know what a horror was, and so they were like, they believed what they they, well, they knew what a horror was, and that's how they filmed it. Was like, I think this is how a horror is supposed to be. Well, I mean, this, but it didn't come off that way. This movie had like a ton of reshoots, so like, and I've heard that right. was, it didn't, Sam. Well, I heard that was like the whole thing with the reshoots was something about the they horror. definitely, or it's like it was no, yeah, too they definitely horror so, or not horror enough, something like that. So there were planned reshoots. They were planning on reshooting it. They did some they never, of them. No, they didn't. They did nothing. They, right, but they definitely recut it though, and oh, something yeah. like that I, can I, like, yeah, entirely be dependent on editing. Like you could make something not a horror movie in post. So yeah, like was it? Uh, so apparently, I guess John Hamm was supposed to be in this movie as a post-credit scene because oh, thank God, John Hamm was going to portray Mister Sinister. 
he was going to be a Nathaniel Essex, which I think is an awesome casting choice if they do it right, unlike they did with Apocalypse. But they just decided that, like, nope, let's let's kind of well. I'm happy we didn't get a post credit scene because it's like this is the end of of Fox's X Men. We're so done. like, yep, yeah, we're done. I, I agree. We're I moving agree. on. We don't. If we got a post credit scene, it's just like a teaser for something that's never going to happen. So I'm happy they cut that out. John Hamm has like all the makings of being the guy in like an MCU movie who's like not really the bad guy, but he's like the bad faith corporate suit yeah. who like fucks everything up, which and lets the bad guy, which is happen. kind of essentially what Mister Sinister is, because he's the head of this corporation. And, like, problem is he, he ties in with Apocalypse a lot. So it's, like, it's kind of weird because you just killed off Apocalypse. So. Yeah. Is this, was this supposed to be, um, I know these are X-Men universe characters, but do they actually reference or any other sort of tie-in to what's previously been out there? So the only reference that you get is that all the, the kids are sitting down in, like, their rec room. And they're like, they mention like, oh, they're they're training us to, for something. What are they going to train us for? And they're like, well, isn't it obvious? There's the X-Men. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to be X-Men one day. And that's kind of the limit of what you get. Gotcha. So there's as much of a tie-in as uh, like Deadpool. if Actually, probably a lot less. A lot less. Mm. Yeah, a lot less. Uh, should we rate this? God yes, and let's move on with our lives. Oh, this, yeah. I don't, and I don't mean the, the segment's gone long. Let's, I mean like this movie's just let's close the chapter. Absorbed everything. Right. Let's close the right. book on Sam, you go ahead. Six one. Oh, thank God. All right, Chris. Seven. Wow. All right, I'm happy now. Six nine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, I was, I was happy. You don't have to be around what we voted. Like no, not nah, Chris. The number. Let it sink in. I, I voted a 6-9. Yeah. 69. That, okay. So Chris did It's like the sex it. number, you know? <laughs> I'm having that. Like, is he doing... I was like, I don't know any 69 reference for Dexman, so... No, no, he's... Oh, wow. Oh, Chris, oh my God. On that no. note... <laughs> on that great bombshell of Chris not I get, understanding... I gotta tell you, joke. if... Uh, if you enjoyed Anya Taylor Joy and her like huge ass eyes, uh, definitely check out Queen's Gambit on Netflix, her, which I binged. It's pretty good. Her eyes are definitely a little bit separated, which is odd. Like there's yeah. like they're they're wider than they like the bridge between the two is a little wider than normal, which is odd. But anyways. <laughs> Moving on, if you like all of our podcasts, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, um, Google. At, we're on a lot of stuff. Uh, too many to name. I, I'm like, I should get a list because I always forget what we're on. Um, you can find us at Facebook at facebook.com slash Nights of Nerditude. Uh, send us a review or a comment on a movie you want wa- uh, us to watch and review. Gladly we'll do that. Uh, can't wait for next year for the HBO Max year of us just watching all the movies on that. 
until next yeah, time. Yeah, so we'll we'll have we'll have a lot of movies to talk about next time. Yes, we will. That's for sure. Next year. Well, I mean, you know, next, next year. year. <laughs> All right. Next have time. a good one. Bye. Later. Good night, everybody. <laughs>